welcome to the Creative Habits Podcast. My name is Wyatt Christman. I'll be your host. If you like what you hear, feel free to give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out at googlehangoutsbookclub.com, and that's where we'll have written highlights of each podcast. This week on Creative Habits, we talk to Kevin Tabosa, author of Creative Constructs, website at creative-constructs.com. Well, I'll introduce myself. My name is Kevin Tabosa, and uh, I guess I describe myself as a, uh, a creative strategist. Uh, and the the reason for that I, is really that um, I, I'm doing a lot of uh, a lot of work uh, right now uh, around using um, uh, well around creative process uh, and using creative process uh, to solve problems to uh, innovate business. Um, I run a marketing company and a media company, uh, and but my background really is in um, it's in the web uh, and it's in it's in marketing and advertising. Uh, so, but all the components uh, that go into it, I've 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 played a little bit of a role uh, in in everything. So, uh, whether it was photography or writing uh, or actual art direction, um, I've I've really jumped around a lot. Uh, and so I've kind of been uh, lately just really trying to bring all those uh, all those experiences together and and really get to the core of what it is uh, what it is I'm doing or want to do or want to be doing and and it really it came it came down to uh, creative process so um, so I started a site uh, called creative constructs and what that side is, it's my attempt to really uh, codify that process just from my experience uh, and my observations, what, uh, what my creative process is and, and what others uh, use as well for that process. Uh, it really stemmed, my, I just came off of uh, uh, three years as a creative director uh, for a healthcare organization. And... Uh, and in that role, in that in that sort of corporate creative role, uh, you know, you can you know it's a it's very different than, say, doing creative work uh, for oneself or you know for maybe a, a um, you know whether it's art or you know hobby or craft or something like that. When you're you're in that corporate creative setting, you're expected to uh, produce create creative work uh, on demand. And, uh, and it was a very hectic environment. And so uh, part of my job was to uh, lead brainstorming and ideation uh, sessions throughout the organization. So I could have, uh, as I said, it was healthcare. So I could have anyone from physicians to uh, hospital management to, you know, other marketing folks um, uh, to, you know, third party uh, partners uh, in the room and ideating on you know, any number of things from uh, advertising campaigns to new facility naming, uh, whatever that might be. So, uh, and, and it, it was a very tight schedule uh, all the time uh, to lead these brainstorming sessions and really uh, draw out what we needed to and then be able to deliver consistently, uh, quote unquote, creative work. 
so I sort of unconsciously, or maybe it was consciously, but I really began to take and look at my processes for how I did that. Because here I was running from meeting to meeting, you know, brainstorm to brainstorm, uh, and, you know, literally leaving one early to show up to the next one late, you know, because sometimes I was double or triple booked. So it really left me very little time to prep, uh, and and yet I still had to lead that, um, lead those results. So uh in that in that kind of uh frantic time i really created a lot of shortcuts and that and um uh, like i said processes i call you know i later call them i call them now creative constructs because i look at what are all those building blocks for uh for doing creative work and to me you know each one you know a brainstorming session is just one you know doing something like a brainstorming whiteboard list right that's that's one way to, you know, that's one method for uh, brainstorming. But then what do you do with that? You know, so what I wanted to know is I wanted to always have a plan for I'm going to start here because I know I can get some good content. I can get some good uh, ideas flowing with this particular group in this way. But now I want to take that and I want to be able to, say, filter that work. Uh, and make a decision off of what we did, you know, and really lead them, step them through that process. So by the end of the, by the end of that brainstorming and ideation, you know, we would have accomplished something more than just putting ideas up on a whiteboard. Wow. So it you, really what you had done before laid groundwork for, um, it seems like some parts of what you're doing now. Now you had um, taken that, constructive process and that was to create ideas from other people did you find you were able to train are, are still able to translate some of that to your individual uh, creative work and if so what what are some examples of that translation to your own process rather than a yeah. group process one of uh, one of my influences uh, in my process uh, is uh, Mark Levy and Mark Levy wrote the book, The Accidental Genius. And Mark Levy does a process of, he teaches free writing. And so we've all, you know, uh, we've all probably done some form of free writing in, you know, junior high or high school English is probably, you know, when a lot of us first uh, had our first experience with free writing. And I, you know, I had used it, but I hadn't really used it as a, I, I didn't understand the power of free writing until uh, I had a, I had an opportunity to attend uh, a session with, with Mark. And, and that's when it really, it, it kind of opened me up. And, and of course I was in the midst of, uh, of this, of this sort of uh, my own personal transformation of trying to really get a handle on on my creative process, so uh, so it, it could have just been the timing, but it really resonated with me uh, so much so that it became my my go-to method for rapid ideation, for rapid brainstorming, for meeting preparation, and so that 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 one has a big influence on my process. Uh, I incorporated uh, list making and free writing and Mark's techniques for really uh, diving into a problem uh, 
using the free writing method and to the point where uh, I would it was part of my preparation uh, so if I had to lead if I knew I was going to lead an ideation uh, let's say you know this was medical so let's say on bariatric surgery and we we needed to understand you know patient um, you know what what were barriers or um, you know barriers to entry for getting you know people who who might need bariatric surgery uh, into the initial consultation. I would sit down and I would just spend 15 minutes using Mark's free writing process to understand to get down on paper everything I knew uh, about about that particular subject. So uh, in, in many cases, because I don't have a, I don't have a medical uh, uh, background, uh, in many cases these were subjects that uh, I was making many assumptions on. But it was okay that I was listing out my assumptions because now when I get into the room with the experts, the surgeons and the physicians, I can say these are my assumptions. And I had gone through and I had done all that thought ahead of time. So I already knew the questions that I wanted to lead them down. I already knew where I began to have questions, where I began to make assumptions, uh, or, or where I actually had, you know, identified this is the knowledge I actually have about this subject. So from there, as a facilitator, it made it very easy for me to be able to lead them down to answer the questions that needed to be answered. Um, and and also you know focus you know get understand where the focus uh, needed to be and in some cases uh, all it did was it, it got out all the it got out all the easy stuff right away so that we could get to the real uh, to the real meat of what um, uh, what we needed to do so yeah accidental genius and, and free writing uh, you know Mark Levy's process for free writing really uh, is a big part of uh, my process uh, and then of course the other one uh, for me is uh, is uh, if you've ever read the uh, art of innovation by uh, Tom Kelly of uh, IDEO and I think IDEO's uh, design thinking process uh, is really is really fascinating uh, they do very interesting work um, and so I, I definitely I don't follow that process, you know, to the letter. But there are definitely elements that I've taken out of that uh, for my own work uh, and have really influenced my work. Nice. So with the free writing, those are some great references you put out there for the free writing. Um, had you heard of uh, Natalie Goldberg and and her book Wild Mind? Uh, Yes, uh, I've heard of that's on actually on my reading list. Uh, you know, I've got quite a quite an extensive reading list of these uh, of these process books that I'm I'm trying to get through. Uh, and then Peter Peter Elbow, of course, too, is another one who's who who's written uh, extensively about free writing. I think he he was probably one of the first ones to write about it. Yeah, it it certainly has a great place, and I find it uh, regularly uh, enables me to you know, pull out, uh, get through, like you were pointing out, some of the obvious stuff, but I'll con consider it uh, quote-unquote junk, but it's like getting to that part that you are able to, you know, just in the morning, let's say, you free write for an hour, or half an hour, 20 minutes, whatever you have, and you'll find that some of the ideas, because your subconscious gets washed over with so many things on a daily basis, that gets out of the way and you're able to to find 
connections that you wouldn't otherwise make if you just um, you didn't do that process. So yeah, free riding, nice. So you, what are you working on specifically now uh, as a as a project that you're um, pretty excited about? Um, well, I'm I live in North Dakota, and if if you've heard, we have a we have an oil boom going on in North Dakota, and so the project I'm working on right now is a um, it's a it's really it's a media project. Uh, documenting that um, the, this whole event, uh, you know, we the as, as a state, um, North Dakota is, is suddenly finding itself uh, really at the center of many, you know, uh, discussions at the at the uh, at the national and global level as we as we talk about you know energy independence you know the possibility of united states energy independence so obviously when when you realize uh the extent that the role that uh western north dakota is playing right now in in uh national and global economics uh, it, it's uh there there's a lot happening um on the western side of the state so my project there is really just to document and tell that tell you know let the people uh in the communities kind of tell that story so my partner and i uh who is a his radio host we're now um uh we're now five episodes in to a radio show that's also a podcast uh we broadcast it over uh seven stations across uh across this um uh oil play area which includes north dakota south dakota Montana and Wyoming, um, and and so really we're just we're we've been traveling back and forth around the you know around the state. Um, uh, we've we've gone to some global economic summits to interview uh, you know uh, world economists to understand really fully understand the impact the state's having, um, and and then we're you know just the other day we were talking to a uh, pawn shop owner uh, out in out in western north dakota and understanding how he you know uh, measures or how he you know his uh his sales kind of uh reflect the activity that's going on so that's that's one of the big projects we've got going on right now uh and then of course uh the creative construct site is one that um is ongoing for me uh and that one uh really is you know is that continuation of that uh understanding what the creative process is and um, really, you know, just trying to, to document it as much as possible. Nice. And so what, what keeps you actively motivated to produce, like, let's say for the site? Um, yeah. Uh, you know, that it's, that's an interesting question for me, uh, particularly this week because, uh, I, I, I just interviewed a, uh, the CEO of a, um, of a software company that, uh, who who you know, on her board she has a uh, uh, former Apple uh, CFO uh, Joe Graziano and then uh, she's got a, uh, uh, a one of the big tech entrepreneurs uh, Rob Ryan uh, that are on on her board and uh, the the idea of a, of this motivation uh, came up and uh, when she was first putting her board together. Uh, she had a very successful company, and uh, and now they're becoming even more successful, obviously. But 
you know, she had this very successful software company and was putting this board together. And, and a lot of her friends and family were asking why she felt she needed to do that. And um, her approach is very much uh, one that I agree with, and that it's the approach of accountability. And uh, you know, this idea that to really to to create consistently. Um, you know, we all struggle with motivation, right? Uh, everybody struggles with it from time to time. Some people seemingly, you know, less than others, but, uh, you know, I'm one that admittedly struggles with it. And, uh, but when we got talking about accountability, it really made sense. Uh, so I think motivation, what, what, what I've really made a commitment to, and like I said, it was just this week that I was able to verbalize it um, and make it intentional is that uh, it, it's the idea of having identifying who you're accountable to. So whether that's an audience or a board of directors or to you know a friend or your family or whatever it may be, uh, just identifying that uh, some some level of accountability. And I think that then is is something that's going to uh, you know it gives you that that thing to shoot for, uh, you know, and, and maybe kind of that, uh, that extra kick in the pants you uh, sometimes need to just go ahead and move something forward. Right. Cause you've got an audience that, you know, you've said like, let's say I'm going to do a, a blog post a week or three times a week. Once you've put that out there, you, you've, uh, set yourself up or you've, uh, set that expectation and, uh, the people who are your true fans, the people that have followed that, um, you know, you know that they would be disappointed if they didn't get that. Some, something along that line, right? Right, because you know, I mean, uh, you, you know, you talk about you look at like things you do for yourself. It's really hard to stay accountable to yourself, but it's much easier to uh, to uh, stay accountable to someone who who you respect and who you want, you know, uh, you want to, um, you know please or who you want to uh you know really kind of stay in their good graces if nothing right. else so, you don't want to yeah. let, them, let them down yeah you want to let them down right yeah. so when you produce what are your habits what are your creative habits what are the um things you're able to kind of hang um your process on to ensure that the flow happens yeah so i think um, the, the first one, uh, we, we just, we talked about was free writing. Okay, uh, right. it's free writing is absolutely essential to the, the process I use. And, and that's the, um, you know, like we talked about, uh, I, I think, um, I, I always think of, I think it was Hemingway, uh, who, who said, you know, you know, write the, write the truest sentence, you know, or write the truest thing, you know, uh, and, and that's kind of one of his, you know, rules of writing. Um, and, and I think that's kind of what free writing is, is, um, you, you talk it, you get down what you know, and you just get it out there and then you can build on it from there. Um, so the, the other one is, uh, really it's, it's around, uh, observation and documenting and, um, just, just documenting what, what my experiences are, what I see, where I'm at. Uh, so I, I, I recently just wrote an article um, about how I use different ways I use notebooks uh, and to kind of remember. And uh, I mentioned before that I'm a photographer. 
uh, I, I'm an artist, I'm a writer. And so I use those three, you know, those three uh, means of, of capturing uh, information or recording information. I think, I think um, to me, you, you have to understand that uh, the way I look at creativity, uh, and you mentioned this before, that it, I, you know, there are aha moments, right? We, we, we have those light bulb moments, but, but those are, those to me are the, um, th those are the unintentional uh, moments of creativity. And if someone considers themselves a professional, quote unquote, creative, I think you have to be able to have those moments intentionally. Um, I, the artist Chuck Close uh, has, a, you know, has said, uh, "Amateurs, uh, inspiration is for amateurs. Uh, the rest of us show up and get to work." <laughs> uh, so, if you've heard that one, uh, it's, it sounds very arrogant, um, but it really isn't because uh, you know, if you really, if you really break that down, um, it's true because. You know, like I said, if you actively pursue inspiration, you know, it's going to happen more often. Those, those light bulb moments, those aha moments are going to happen more frequently. They're going to happen to everybody. Uh, but it really is. It's that, it's that more, more of an accident at that point. Uh, whereas, you know, if you are intentionally observing and pulling, you know, things together, uh, then you're going to make those things happen uh, and you're going to be able to draw those connections. So, um, yeah, for me, really no, documenting, you know, documentation is uh, an observation is really the, the, the main habit that I, I think I exercise. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. And I like um uh, on on the site the, the link you sent me uh, I might have a notebook problem <laughs> I love the picture of the notebooks uh, at the top of your site um, I think that's a great problem to have and and I I very much agree with what you're saying in terms of recording and really I think you'd like there's a couple books out uh, more um, you know with Sherlock Holmes being popular thinking like or observing like Sherlock Holmes or thinking like Sherlock Holmes but uh, beyond that getting those note, notes down when when you find yourself doing that or when when do you work best uh, to have that process uh, work for you where you're you're not yeah, that ah, aha moment is intentional but when when do you find it works best for you uh, it, it works best for me when I'm by myself uh, completely alone, <laughs> and and the the times that I find myself uh, completely alone, like I wrote in that article, um, maybe you know sitting on a rock on a beach somewhere, um, you know, uh, uh, out out you know walking out in the woods or um, you know all those all those you know places where you know we kind of go to collect our thoughts. Uh, but really, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, it's at my desk, um, you know, in my work area at, you know, between midnight and 3 a.m. Uh, when the house is completely quiet, uh, you know, the the neighborhood is completely quiet, the, you know, everyone's asleep. And um, and it's just, you know, I'm, I'm just kind of in this, you know, I've got the glow of the computer screens around me and, and uh, you know, and... Uh, all my work around me, and that's that's when I have the that's when I do the majority of my writing. Um, 
is late at night, early in the morning. Um, I, I just need, I need a, I need a moment, uh, because, you know, like I said, you know, because I believe in observation and I believe in, in soaking up as much as possible, you know, all the, all the, uh, what, what we are as creatives, you know, the work that we do, the creative work we do, I believe, uh, it, it really comes from within, but it comes from everybody else who influences us. So everybody that we read, every movie that we watch, every, um, you know, every commercial we see or thing, you know, walk we take outside, you know, all of that, it, it's all input and it's all details that kind of come in, uh, come into our, into our consciousness or subconsciousness. And then it, at, at that time, at that moment when you need to draw from it, that's where, you know, I, I just, I need that no stimulus around me, uh, or, or very little stimulus. And I just need to kind of get inside my own head, um, you know, and, and think about, think about those things. So yeah, it's, it's the, it's the quiet times that, um, you know, uh, that I, that I really feel like I do the, the best, um, creative work. And it's interesting because, uh, you know, I, I'm sure you've you've followed um, some of the, you know, there's been a lot of articles written on uh, in in business magazines, you know, uh, on on how effective is brainstorming, and I'm sure you've seen a lot of that. You know, big debate. You know, is group brainstorming uh, good or is it bad? You know, is individual brainstorming better? And to me, it's not an it's not a you know one or the other. To me, those those group brainstorming sessions, if well facilitated if you know done with intention and some organization um those provide uh those provide a lot of that input that you can then later through an individual ideation or brainstorming session really kind of you know let you can let those gel and you can bring those out in uh in a you know bring out insights in a whole different way so um there there's definitely a uh there's definitely a combination of factors that I think really needs to go into it. Yeah, I, I can agree with you there. And, and th there's no sense in just saying, okay, well, this works now and the other stuff we thought of before no longer works. <laughs> it's like, well, no, it, it worked also. You just have to have the right facilitation, as you're saying. I think you'd enjoy the book um, I'm, I'm reading right now or I've just finished reading. Um, it's, it's called uh, Creative Thinkering. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's the creative by, thinkering. Yeah, creative thinkering. It's by um, Michael um, uh, Mc Mc. I'm going to pronounce uh, He he he's a he's kind of a futurist. I don't know if you've ever seen him. I'll send you a link. Yeah, um, but basic his basic premise, uh, which he supports um, quite uh, prolifically. Uh, he 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 has a premise that basically says. What, what you're talking about, which is observe everything, but not just observing uh, within your usual habitat, but making sure to go outside of your niche or outside of your usual construct and trying to make those connections for which you don't at first seem to see uh, one. So taking and being, you know, really soaking things in, as you said, but in another area, let's say you go to a different, um, you, you usually 
have, like most people do, uh, uh, places that you go and you do go to someplace completely different. Let's say you don't usually watch a tennis game, so you go watch one live and you mingle with the people there and something somebody says connects with another part of what you're working on. And it makes this this connection that you wouldn't get otherwise. And I liked that that idea and I think um, I think you'd like it as well. But Yeah, no, I appreciate that recommendation. I yeah, I'm I'm a firm believer that um, like I said, that you know, creativity happens from, you know, that we, we have to absorb uh, inputs and uh, in order to create an output. And to change, you know, anytime you go into a new situation or a new, you know, an unknown place, you, uh, you really have to look at it and approach it as, um, as an opportunity, uh, I think as a, it, it, as, uh, and, and of course I'm speaking if, if you work in a creative profession and you consider yourself a professional creative, it's almost, it's your duty to do that, right? Because, um, because you, you know, that's what we use. It, it's what we, um, uh, it, it's this observation uh, that allows us to make those, you know, to connect things that normally that others haven't connected before. You know, that's what that's a, that's the cool thing about creativity. That's why I think everyone has the capacity for creativity. Um, people have creative inspiration because everyone experiences things and everyone makes connections. Um, some people just get you know better at doing it. Exactly. Right. And y- your material, as you, as you pointed out, is, is all around you. It's, it's a matter of, of connecting to that. You know, I, um, as far as your journey, uh, kind of a hero's journey, I don't, have you heard of that phrase before, the hero's journey with Joseph Campbell and the power of myth? And, the, um, y- you know, it's, it's often the basis for a lot of uh, how movies are constructed in that arc. Because you you have a journey, and often the hero doesn't want to necessarily go on it at first, but in he gets uh, actually pulled in through one uh, way or another, and he goes along that journey, goes into a different place, into a, a wild area uh, that he hasn't uh, been before, and he comes back from that wild area with some magical thing uh, that he's able to come back to to his former life with and solve problems he hadn't before so that hero's journey i was wondering if you might speak to your own hero's journey a place you've gone um and journey maybe gotten scarred or or maybe just uh what's the magic you've brought back to your regular life from a journey into the unknown (laughs) yeah uh very familiar with the the concept of the the hero's journey and uh um uh you know the the uh the <laughs> the difficulty the, the you know the the conflict um, that you know in in mine I believe really is uh, there's I, is twofold um, my most recent uh, you know the the journey I went to was into corporate you know corporate America corporate creative uh, being a creative person in a corporate environment is an incredibly tricky thing to do and um and it's i you know it's why you know the you know marketing department within um within corporate uh 
you know, it, it, it's why it's really difficult. It's very difficult to have a, a true creative environment uh, within within a corporate world, and yeah. a lot of a lot of companies struggle with that. Uh, so, so for me, I just recently came out of you know I went into that and came out of it, and uh, you know I spent three years there, and uh, but but like I said, what what I really came out of that with was I went in there and I had to, you know. I had to slay a dragon every single day, right? <laughs> um, and and that dragon could be email. Uh, it would be time. It would be um, it would be levels of approval. You know, layers and layers and layers of approval, um, and, and politics. You know, there there are all these all these factors um, in this. You get into this uh, this ecosystem of, of, of the corporate world, and uh, and I found myself, you know wondering at times how how am I going to get a handle on this and so my response to that like I said was to really try to at least at the very least what I was going to do um, is I was going to get a process in place I was going to get a methodology down I was going to get um, I was going to take control of the thing that I could control uh, which was um, being able to produce consistently uh, uh, a valuable service of uh, ideation and brainstorming uh, for people who were very experienced with it, for people who weren't at all experienced with it, uh, for groups of people that uh, like to talk and like to give their input to groups of people that are quiet and and you know withdrawn and don't like to give uh, verbal input. So you know I had to have techniques to get the information out of all of those people. And so that's when I really started thinking about the, the creative constructs. And, and it was a great um, playground then. It became a great way for me to test some of these things out. And, um, and so now, you know, now I've been, um, I've been doing, you know, the creative construct site and been on my own as a, you know, as a freelance consultant now, um, almost almost a year and all of those things all that experience all that that stress and that headache of being in the corporate world really opened my eyes to the fact that um, hey you, you can be creative anywhere there's you know this idea you know I, I chased this dream uh, for the better part of my life for this you know this what what's the coolest creative job I could have, um, you know, and that's what I wanted. That's what I thought I wanted. I, I thought I, you know, w would it be an ad agency? So I, I'd go and work in an ad agency. Well, that's not it because, hey, we're just a, you know, sausage factory. Uh, so, you know, I'd go, I tried, you know, newspaper and I, you know, I worked in the newspaper thinking, you know, journalism was where I wanted to, but then, you, you know, you had, you know, constraints and limitations put on you there. They're going to be everywhere, you know, so it, the you know I, I I jumped around and I really I I kind of was at a point too uh, before I took the corporate gig where I I didn't really know then what you know what it meant to be uh, you know if there really was a real creative you know that 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 real you know promise of that true creative job um, and it took me because I'm stubborn you know it took all these you know trial and errors uh, doing different jobs and you know um, in different industries to real really realize that hey you know it's 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 right here you know I can I can just 
I can do this. I can do what I want uh, with, you know, I can make it as creative or not. Uh, it's all up to me. And so that, you know, was then getting into the creative constructs and, and really putting, a, you know, some methodology around it. Uh, really was the eye opener. So that that was kind of my journey. It was you know that that search for um, that that search for what it is you know where where's that really really truly creative uh, job and and now now I believe I've found it. In the end, in the end, I realized that uh, at any one of them, I could have made any. I, I I really did have the power to make any one of those successful. Um, you know, to make it that that. Uh, that ultimate creative job for me, maybe not, you know, but, but, um, but, but really there was a lot, you know, I, I, I approached it too much from the standpoint of I, I needed, you know, that I felt that I needed to change something about the, you know, the culture, the environment in which I, that I was in, um, as opposed to looking to myself to, be able, you know, and change, change what I need to change within myself. And so uh, now, you know, now I could go back to a newspaper and, and, and while, you know, of course you're still going to have, uh, you know, things that you like and you don't like and external factors from a purely creative standpoint of making your job really a creative job. Uh, you know, I, I believe, I believe a hundred percent that, um, I'd be able to do that, you know, that I'd be able to, uh, have, uh, a sense of creative satisfaction regard, you know, no matter what I did. Um, because it, it like, yeah, it's, it's with me. It lives with me. Huh. It's that internal, uh, element that you turned on for yourself, uh, rather than, uh, trying to get it from the external. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause you know, here I am doing, I'm doing a project on, uh, all, uh, and, and don't have a background in oil and everything. I'm not an expert. I'm not an I know my involvement here. But I'm. And uh, going out and meeting with people and talking, and I'm talking to people who uh, you just wouldn't think, you know, you know that you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't think that okay, oil and gas industry, am I gonna, am I gonna have, re is this gonna be a real creative, uh, you know, sat satisfaction uh, type of industry? And um, it can, it's, you know, unbelievably so. I mean, to the point where I, I referenced them. I, uh, interviewed a CEO of a of a software company who uh, just you know absolutely inspired me uh, with with their innovation, and so and and now they may they may revolutionize how oil and gas industries uh, or businesses um, operate their business, and it, it's just fascinating. And so um, yeah, I, you you can take and and apply. You know, it, it 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 really does. It lives with you. I mean, I, I can't think of a, any other way to say it, um, because um, if you if you really believe that what creativity is 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 absorbing, you know, is observing and absorbing those inputs 
to then make connections to create some sort of output um, that's never been done before. That, you know, then like, like we talked about earlier, it, everything around you is, is uh, inspiration. Nice. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, everything around you is inspiration. Yeah. And, and finding the fascination within those different elements. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Fascination. Uh, I think Mark Levy writes about the fascination factor too. So yeah, yeah. you, you got to approach things with that, that child, you know, uh, that, that, that childlike, um, wonder. Um, and when you do life becomes a lot more fun. Um, it, it really does. Yeah. Nice. Well, Includes a podcast here on the Creative Habits. Thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed the perspectives from Kevin Tobosa. Stay tuned next week when you hear from two painters from Rome share their perspectives. 